What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Worldwide Hustle. I'm your host, Moses. Mike. Today we got a special guest, our very first guest, Jordan. Jordan's a 19-year-old car salesman whose uh, side hustle is reselling exclusive shoe brands. Jordan, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, you know, as a reseller, it um, starts out with, you know, just regular shoes, Nikes, Jordans, Dunks, Yeezys, um, Adidas, it goes from every brand, New Balances, it runs so deep into many brands, there's so many brands that people want, releases that are exclusive. They can just walk into a store and get in. So, you know, once those pairs sell out, you can't get them no more. And once they sell out, people want them. So they pay, we sell money for a shoe that's, you know, originally $100, they pay $200. Exactly. Yeah. People are going to pay for, you know, what they want, especially if they can't get them. It's limited quantity. So what really got you into that? Um, I've always liked sneakers growing up. You know, I've always been a shoehead, always, you know, getting my sneaker collection up there. And then... Starting a you know small little high school job at Coldstone one time, saved enough money and started buying shoes, you know just one by one off other resellers, and then flipping that for small margins. Um, and then once you just keep doing that over and over again, you start getting enough and start buying you know bigger and more quantities, you know a lot of shoes that flip for a lot, and it just kind of goes on from there. How did you um? How did you market yourself? When how did you uh, get your name out there as a reseller? So especially in my high school time, that's prime time reselling because all the high school kids, you know, they're and the sneakers, you know, they they want to wear the best shoes to school, you know, they try to look clean, fresh. Um, so market myself through class, um, social media, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, um, shoot, even apps like Facebook and offer up. Oh wow! Post okay. them on there, and the phones start blowing up. So were you known in your school as like this a shoe plug? Everybody knew to go to you for shoes. Um, yeah, to a certain point, I didn't like pit myself out there too much because like I don't like people in my business that much. But at the same time, if I see someone with some nice shoes on, some nice you know retros, dunks, anything like that, I go to be like, hey, you buy shoes? I'm a seller. That's dope. That's dope. So what was like your first? Your first like shoe you really started like reselling was like you're focusing on the Nikes, Jordans. Um, I would say it's a bit of like a bit of a mix to be honest because if you go on apps like Champs, Sneakers, the Nike app, Foot Locker, Foot Action, Snipes, um, you can see like all the releases coming. And I would say Dunks are probably the easiest because they're the cheapest Nike Dunks. Um, they're hundred dollar, hundred and seven dollars after tax retail for men's, uh, ninety seven dollars after tax for grade school. And prices too. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I have to tax everything, but they're starting to raise their prices. So, um, you know, it's a cheap pair. You know, anyone can afford it pretty much. You know, it's like, especially in high school, it's a cheap little pair you can buy if you find them, though, because it's hard to find them. Yeah. And then um, you buy them, and most dunks, you buy them for 107, they sell for 200, and well above, well above. So that's like any sort of dunks? Is it like certain colorways? It's definitely certain colorways, different styles. Um, high top dunks are not it for me. Like I just I can't sell high top dunks. Yeah, I don't like they're dunks. they're hideous as well. <laughs> and there's only certain pairs that really sell for a good amount. Like the only pair I think I'll buy for myself is the strawberry cough drops. If you know, you know. But um, low top dunks they they usually always sell. Yeah, no, I see them a lot nowadays. Definitely. Now, uh, you go to these stores, you know, you, you do this 
constantly? Do you kind of earn yourself like a reputation on these stores? Like, do you gotta wear a different <laughs> outfit every time you do it? Like, what? So that's actually like spot on because the mall I go to, my two like frequent malls I go to, they're they don't know I'm a reseller, but um, there's limits on it. Like, I can't go in and buy every single pair of one shoe. Um, they limit to one per, you know, one shoe per customer, unless you have multiple people with you that they don't know about. You got to keep that on the download though. And, um, but yeah, everyone, usually the two malls I go to, everyone knows I'm a reseller. And once you, but it's all about building connections. If you come off on the wrong way with them, they're not going to sell you. But if you build a connection with them and chill with them and not like trying to be greedy or arrogant, they're going to be cool with you and just let it slide. As long as you're staying in your lane. Gotcha. Or do you, uh, sorry, do you, uh, the people, like, let's say you bring like three of your friends, four of your friends, would you pay them or would they just come for the better graces of doing um, a favor? I would ask them on the side, be like, hey, do you want, you know, if it's a pair that's going to make me good money, I'll offer more. But if it's a pair that's going to make me only like a small profit margin, like, hey, do you want like 10, 20 bucks? All you have to do is go in there. Uh, I'll give them like one of my cards or something, debit, credit card, cash app, cash. Be like, hey, just go in there, buy it for me. If you want something, I'll get it for you. That's and then, um, or if you don't have any friends with you, that's when you walk out, you find a random person, say, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks to buy this pair. But I don't usually do that unless it's a pair that's gonna make me money. So like, do you refer to like anything for, say prices too, because you know, you really control that as far mm -hmm. as like reselling. Where do you get your prices from? Do you just like, you know, you can sell it for over a hundred or is it really like? It's all about really being the market because there's a lot of other resellers, especially too. You go to the mall when there's a hype drop, yeah. um, and there's going to be resellers there. You may not know the resellers, but they're going to be resellers. Um, and I mean, once you kind of like in the game for a little bit, you learn who's who and like, you know, all their social medias, you go on and see how much they're selling it for, you beat their price. Oh yeah, so you already know the composition, you really study that too. And also the main fact is really, you start off on GOAT and StockX. Yeah. Some, some people buy off StockX and GOAT and it's like, um, you have to like beat StockX's price, especially like one of my main clients, it's a, like a reselling store. Like it's an actual like sneaker store that resells shoes. So I go in there and I'll sell it to them and you know, they pretty much have to buy it off StockX price. Yeah. Which can hurt me sometimes, but if I'm just trying to get it off quick, you know, puts money in my pocket, puts money in their pocket. Yeah, right, right. So uh, as far as like uh, the startup, um, was it like tough? Like were you like making like slow money at first? Like when did it start really like? At first I was honestly losing money. Yeah. I was buying stuff and selling for a lot cheaper because I was still kind of new and I had to make a name for myself. Yeah, you want to get your cloud up or something like that. So I'm selling shoes for a lot cheaper than what they're worth. Like a pair of $100 dunks that I was selling for like 250 $300, I was selling for like 185 mm -hmm. 170 you know, a lot lower. I'm losing out a lot of money there. Um, but once people were like, oh, you know, dang, he's got, he's got good prices. I'm going to start shopping with him. And then slowly I just started raising and raising and raising, you know, because missing out money like that, yeah, but yeah. still beating the competition. Definitely. Would you, um, so you, that's kind of like a salesman, right? Now, would you, uh, people come up to you and like kind of negotiate the price? Like if you were like, I'm firm on 210 on, on this, it's actually what they kind of like, oh yeah, two, 200, I'll take it now. Yeah. And it, it really depends on the shoe as well. Um, it depends how much it's going for, how hype it is, but a lot, mostly every time you sell something, cars, houses, shoes. It's gonna be negotiating. They're gonna to try to fight you on a price, especially if you sell to a reseller. 
They're gonna fight you on that price so much. <laughs> selling to a reseller is crazy. Reselling to a reseller is crazy because <laughs> they try to fight you on that price and you have to meet in the middle. So you, you make money, he makes money. So usually it's like, if I get a shoe for 100, it sells for 200, I'll try to meet him in the middle at 150. So we both make 50 bucks. I got you. Now, your main career now, you are a car salesman now. Yep. Uh, was it, how do I say it? Like, was it easy to go from like the shoe hustle and using what your experience with that is? Because you did that first mm-hmm. to selling cars. Yeah. Was it easy to kind of transition into it? Yeah, honestly, a little bit because like it, it builds like, I don't want to say like your effort, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not just going to let anything go. Like, I'm not going to sit there and let someone, you know, back me down. You got to take control. Whether in any sales position, you got to take control because if you sell a shoe for 200, you can't let them talk you down to 130. That's a lot of money you're missing out on. Just like a car, if you sell it for 30, you can't let them talk you down to 25. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But um, I think it really does build like your ethic. You know, starting somewhere small like shoes and then going to cars, especially because if you can sell shoes, something that's unnecessary, you can sell something that's necessary, which is a car. Gotcha. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, that's actually that's a good point right there. Um, now, know, four or five hundred dollars shoes are unnecessary. <laughs> you know, any pair of ten dollars shoes from Walmart will do you just fine and get you buying them. Hey, be careful with that because <laughs> some people won't take kindly to that, man. They they think that they're um, like me. I, I love my Yeezys. Uh, those are necessary. Oh I, yeah, I gotta wear them every day now. Probably the most comfortable shoe on the market. Right. Adidas does great with comfort. I but, see that. Um, you, so, might, you might have a new plug now. <laughs> Hey, I might have to. He showed me his. He showed me his thing. I, I was going to wear my zebras. Yeah. Show out too. Yeah. yeah. Zebras are probably one of my favorite versions of the Yeezys over there. No, I'll tell you, you are a reseller. Has there ever been a shoe where you really wanted it but you had to sell it, like reselling? Have you ever just thought about buying your own product, like your own stock? Um, many times. Um, I had a pair of military black Air Jordan fours that came out probably middle of May, late May, and I had them my size. There's, I got them for two, $220. I was selling for about 400 Oh my God. And I was like, but I, I didn't hesitate. I sold them. Um, but there was a pair of my zebras, actually. My easy zebras. I was going to sell them. Um, but I ended up keeping them. Cause I put them on my feet. I was like, nah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Look no, those look nice too. I was looking on a website and they do look pretty nice. Really shoes in general. It's like, if I see something I like enough, sometimes I hesitate, but other times it's like, I might keep it. Especially if I get it in my size. Cause I wear a 12. So 12 is uncommon. You don't find a lot of 12. No. Hey man, I stopped seven and a half. <laughs> so my, my <laughs> shoes pretty much there all the time. So what was like the most you've resold like a shoe for? As far as like, what was the most profit you made out of that when you hit like the lottery? Um, honestly, it's gonna, every, everybody that's in the shoes and no shoes and especially resellers. It's gonna be tough for that, right? Um, it's the Panda Dunks, the black and white Panda Dunks. They, they, they sell in stores for $107. Sometimes at Hibbit, I'll use my points and get them for free sometimes. Okay. I'll save them my points and just use them all at one time and get a whole pair for free and throw around and sell them for 300 Especially when Pandas first came out, they were selling for probably 400 a pair. Now they're selling for 250 300 I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I am not a shoe guy. 
I, I have no idea what the hell a dunk is. I'm gonna look it up real quick, what, what a dunk is. Bro, oh, you said you, panda dunks? I don't know if you're paying attention, but um, Rob's son, he was wearing dunks the other day. Those black and white ones. Yeah. Hey, those are pretty good. Nike Jeff Staples, $1,100? Yo, get out of here, bro. <laughs> and also, the Travis Scott Air Max, Air Maxes. I, um, I hit on those on sneakers, and... Mm. I know those are crazy, man. Retail, they're 150 I sold them for about 750 Seven? Yeah. Who are buying these shoes? Are, are, is your, like, mostly your demographic? Do you sell it to younger people or are these older people with money? Like uh, people mostly younger people. I've sold to a few like older people though, like people buying for their kids and whatnot. Man, my dad would not buy me any yeah. shoe above ninety dollars. Yeah, there are like uh, shoes, like shoe and shoes enthusiasts, right? Like people that collect shoes, people that you know they'll pay any type of money for it. Really, have you ever ran into people that are like you know they even do like a fake check on them, see if they're reps? Oh yeah. Um. Anytime I don't know some, like anytime someone doesn't know me, yeah. like they're like they don't know I'm a reseller, I'll. You know, say we meet somewhere, say like Publix or something, and I've actually got another story about. I met someone one time. I I'll get back to you in a minute. Um, met someone one time, selling a pair of phone posits, and he robbed me. He robbed you? Yeah. yeah that that's like the dangers of it too. You know? What do you mean he, he robbed you? Um. So he's like, hey, can I see him real quick? And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know. He's like, can I try him on? I was like, yeah, you can. I was like, just put, you know, like a towel down, so you don't like. You know, scuff him up yeah get him dirty and whatnot so then um he does that he put it back in a box and then like um i was like i hand him the other shoe so he had, now he has the box and the shoes and then i was like all right so how you paying cash up so paypal and then he, he like kind of like pushed me off got in his car because his car is like right in front of him his car is still on i should have seen the red flag but yeah. um he got his car and like spud off. And I, I was like, okay, I was lucky enough to get his license plate, um, and contact authorities and to get my shoes back. Oh, you got it back? Good. I didn't press charges, though. I dropped them. He gave he gave me my shoes back. Although when I did get them back, they smelled a little like weed. So I was, <laughs> uh, maybe I should have pressed charges. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. But um, yeah, I was gonna ask about like part of that story. Like, was there any red flags? Like, did he even feel any type of vibe from him? Was it just like a just no. another sale? At first, I was like, okay, it's, you know, just another cell. I've been talking to him for about a day or not, like, there or so, you know, picking out a good time, place to meet. And then we finally met up, he showed you, dropped him up, we were talking for a good minute, and then all of a sudden, he goes down south. <laughs> <laughs> it just went left real quick. Yeah, man. went home and lost my shoes with no money. That's crazy. Now, um, I will ask, so let's say, let's say somebody wanted to start something like this, you know, being a shoe reseller and everything. What would you say is a good startup cost? Like, how much money should someone save to even start doing this? Now, you said you lost money in the beginning. So how much should someone be willing to lose for starting this thing? I would say, honestly, if you have $107 to your name and you find a pair of dunks, take that. Don't, I would say stay away from high-top dunks because it's not as popular as low-top dunks. Low-top dunks are winning the market right now. They're probably one of the hottest shoes that people wear. Everyone's wearing them, but it's like, you don't need much. It's like, you don't need a lot of capital. To, it's like, it's not like a $50,000 like capital you need, or like even a thousand. You start with $107, go buy a pair of dunks, sell them for two or 300, double your triple your money. They made me get 300 to play with. Turn that 300, 600, 600, 900. Hmm. It's but, a layout right now. But I would say be prepared to lose money just in case, because 
The sneaker market is like the stock market. Sneakers go up and down. One minute they're 400, next minute they're 200. And you're like, oh crap, I should have sold them. Because that's what people do, they hold them. Kind of like stocks. You hold, like, when I was deep into it, I had probably like, I think the most I've ever held, because I like to sell quick, because I've seen how the market is, especially right now. I would hold like 15 pairs and dump them. And then either sometimes they go up in price or they shoot down. And you're like, damn, now I'm stuck with these shoes. And they're worth about as much as I got them for. And if you have all those pairs, you can't return them to the store because you can only buy one per customer. So that's going to bring a red flag for them. And they're not going to sell you no more if you go try to return 15 pairs <laughs> on 15 different receipts for 15 different cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a little... We should put some like black glasses on, you know, like the whole Marvel, the Marvel, you, you know, you got to put a, a hat on, the uh, glasses. You know, people will try that too. I see it. People will buy a pair, go out, and they'll have clothes underneath. They'll take it off, put it in a backpack, throw it outside, come back with like a like a like a ski mask on, like one of those Nike ones. And oh then my just, god! <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They'll come in, glasses, different shoes, everything. Yeah, Absolutely for that. Oh yeah, people and people get ridiculous over shoes. They start fighting, yelling. Everything. Oh lord! Now, I've been to a few releases. That's true though. Like people really, really? Just go especially, crazy. Over especially there. how big the line is. They start trying to get into the store, pushing each other. There would be another it's thing like too. Black Friday, but like, releases. Yeah, basically. So like, yeah. um, my friend would always tell me because I used to go to like you know the release, everything like mm -hmm. that. Everybody's waiting outside the mall, um, to just never go alone because there are times where people will go alone, get like a pair of shoes, and there'll be people waiting, just to just to try to like rob you or something like that. And that too, other resellers will try to come up to you and like dap you up. And like try to be all cool to like, hey, hey bro, how you been? How you doing? I haven't seen you in a long time. You know, just like pretty much mutuals, like resellers, we all know each other. And they'll try to get in front of you. Like when I'm at the front of the line, I'm like, nah, that's not so that's not how it's gonna work. <laughs> oh Lord, scavengers out here, man. They're oh yeah, they're vultures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like that too. Especially like going from one mall to the next. It's on release days, waking up at, you know, say six AM, getting on sneakers for 9 a.m. drops, 10 a.m. drops. That's online drops on the Nike app. Waiting for that. As soon as I do that, I'm doing that while driving. I'm doing that on the way to the mall. Just my phone in my hand, at the one on the steering wheel. And then once you get to the mall, make sure you're first on the line and just hold your spot. And then go to the next mall. It's a real hustle for real. Oh, yeah. Now, can you do this hustle with a full time job? Honestly. I still do it here and there. Um, I don't do it as heavy as I used to. But since working a full-time job, I've still made probably fifteen hundred profit this past month. In one month? Yeah, that's not bad. What was it? if you? Let's say you were doing this heavy. Like somebody wanted to dedicate all their time to doing this. What is the most in one month you've cleared working like essentially like it's a full-time job doing just shoes? While in high school, these are based off high school numbers because that is when I was in high school as a hustle and um, post graduation. And I wasn't big into it at all. I didn't have as big as a clientele as some of these other resellers out here that have millions of followers and getting hundreds and hundreds of sneakers per release. Mm -hmm. You know, just going from mall to mall every single day, waking up early. 3,500, 4,000 maybe. That's 
that's literally more than and people are making school. at Amazon. That's that's yeah. more than people are making full time at Amazon. In bro. high school, making four racks a month is just crazy. Like, yeah, you, what bills you got, right? <laughs> 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 you're the richest kid in school by then. Like you know, you just do whatever. And yeah. that's you gotta think it's sales, so that's you know on your good month. Right. There's, you know, months where you may only make five hundred dollars, and be like, damn, you know, it's been a bad month. Days where you go from mall to mall to mall, driving from every mall in Florida, and then going home and be like, I lost money today. I just paid sixty dollars in gas, and now I'm on E and didn't get a single pair. <laughs> because you go to every mall, they don't have nothing. You hit the outlets, you know, Orlando, Tampa, Wesley Chapel, and they have nothing. And you're like, damn, I'm at a loss. I got you. Now, just so let's let's find out a little bit more about you. Just because you know we talked about your hustle and everything, but let's make sure that people know that you are still technically pretty relatable. Now, tell us about like. What do you think, Moses? Like your upbringing, just like you know, get it started. You you have people, um, basically like, have like most of your family or your dad, your brother, or something like that, in the car business also. Mm-hmm. So you're just joining that into. Let's talk about a little bit like that. From shoes, from the shoe side, or no, like more so just getting into the car business, really, like transitioning from that. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I've seen how much money my brother and my dad was making, you know, in the car business, um, and that's something I've been wanting to do for a while, even while in high school, but. You know, high school holding me back, so I couldn't do that. So I figured, let me get a sales job. You know, sell sneakers, something I like, something I love. I bought a lot of pairs. I dumped a lot of money into shoes. Um, but then once you know, I started gradually getting out of the like the sneaker game, the shoe game, or whatever. Um, I just started looking around. At first, I was looking at places in Lakeland, but then my dad and my boss now, you know, connection. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. It's good to know. It's good. You know, to have connections. You know, connections really take you a long way. And then, um, I'll say it's it's been pretty, like, eventful so far. It's been pretty slight. So are you liking that? Are you liking that a little bit more than just, like, doing a shoe game on the side? Or, like, what oh, yeah. you... Yeah. I mean, definitely, the shoe stuff, it was definitely enjoyable because, you know, I love shoes. But at the same time, I like cars. You know, I like, I'm into shoes and cars. Um... And then at the same time, the money, and just being in the sales, it's a it's a real career, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm not saying shoes isn't a real career because I know resellers making seventy grand a year, but um, I would say it's definitely more of a career than shoes. It's more promising, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I don't have to build my own traffic selling cars. Um, the traffic comes to me, so I don't have to sit around and advertise. But you can, but um, I don't have to sit there and waste all day and, you know, pretty much just waste my time advertising, marketing, trying to text, call people and when I can just, you know, be at a dealership and mm-hmm. try to come to me. Yeah, and there's um there's more opportunities in that way too, as far as you can move up into a business, right? Oh yeah. Than, you know, Definitely. just being a shoes thing that's sort of like that only level you can have as far as a shoe seller. Yeah, and also another thing too with, you know, cars and necessity, you can negotiate people more yeah something that's unnecessary people are more likely not to buy some mm. you know if someone doesn't need shoes a pair of a thousand dollar shoes they're like oh i don't want to buy them for a thousand can you do 800 no okay bye have a good day yeah with cars you know oh, yeah, i really need a car can you get down to this price i'm sorry we're losing money at that point you know i can't do that that's our lowest number mm-hmm. and you know fine run it you know i need a car i need to have a life i need to go to work i need to pick up my kids and you go get groceries, you know, 
I need to live my life. Yeah, definitely. Describe, like, who would you recommend that side hustle of a job for? Or even car sales? Like, what, what kind of person? Like, describe some attributes someone should have or expect to, to grow in to be able to do either of those, your side hustle and your career. So, for both, if you want to do shoes, I'll start with shoes first. Um, I would say first, have, have a passion for shoes. Know your shoes. Just like cars, you have to know your cars. For shoes, you got to know your different brands. You have to know your different releases. When do releases drop? At what time? Because, I mean, there's shoes that drop at 5 a.m., then another release at 6 a.m., 6.30. Un unreleased drops, I would just drop out of nowhere on, like, the Nike app or something or, like, um, third-party apps. You have to just get on it quick. But, I mean, you just have to know your information. Um, the more information you know, the better. The more connections you know, the better. So I would say, if you want to get into sneaker reselling, really just work on your connects. Like, don't, um, and like, if you want to get into that, you have to, you have to know your brands. Like, you have to know your shoe. You have to be a sneakerhead. Because uh, I want to say, if someone's like, oh, what's, what's a Jordan? Like, what's a Dunk? Or what's a Yeezy? Hey. I would say, <laughs> shoe reselling isn't for you then. Because there's a lot of different colorways, and a lot of different pairs, a lot of different brands, thousands and thousands upon different releases and shoes, and it's just, it's a lot for someone that doesn't know the game to try to get into it. But I'll say, a lot of the newer generation now, a lot of young kids, middle school, high school coming up, I think it'd be perfect for them, as long as they're into that type of stuff. Because, um, I mean, I see kids at the mall all the time, you know, hey, do you have this, do you have this new Jordan that just came out? No, we sold out, you know, so... Those people asking about those shoes should really take a step into it and start learning more about it because this might be their next hustle, you know? This might be something that they could get into because they love shoes and they want to start getting all the shoes for themselves. They want to start selling the shoes. They want to be known as a sneaker plug. It's a good feeling to walk around school and be like, yeah, I buy my shoes from him. <laughs> yeah, it's like a kind of popularity. Yeah, like you grow your name. Like people text you, hey, you got this shoe? Nah, I just sold it. Like... Like people, next time. Yeah, people always hitting you up, hey, you got this, you got that. Can you get me this? Hey, I'll try, I'll see what I can do. I can't promise nothing, but I'll see what I can do for you. Um, but then cars, I'll say anybody can sell cars. It, you don't need to know nothing about cars because you can learn it. Um, like, there's multiple times where I've sold a car without knowing how much horsepower it pushed, without knowing how big the flat, the you know, display is in it. <laughs> I would hop in the car, my first time seeing the car ever, that's not, because I mean, people, they already know what they're looking for when they come to a car, you know, it's like, not all the time, but you know, they come, hey, I'm here to look at this car, you know, this Camaro SS, okay, he wants a Camaro, he, already, he wants a sports car, you know, he wants something that's, you know, a little bit faster than say, like, you know, a nice little Toyota or like a Honda or something like that, okay, he wants a Honda uh, or a Camaro, so... You hop in and he's like, oh yeah, I love it. You don't need to tell him nothing else. He loves the car already. Just shut your mouth and sell the car. <laughs> he, he already knows what he wants. You don't have to say nothing else. You don't have to say how much horsepower it is. Um, if the tires are bald or not. He, he loves the car. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes the sale easier, really. Um, and most of the time, I mean, even my experiences too, uh, they already know everything about the car. They, they come yeah. in for specific cars. They already know what they like about it, what they want about it. Mm -hmm. You know, they just want to make sure, you know, it fits their liking when they drive and everything like that. Yep. It makes sales really easy. I mean, your part two might, you know, just start enough. We're like run-ins as far as uh, certain customers. Yeah. They, and you have your customers that come in sometimes. They'll come in and not know what they want. That's when you yeah. try to help them. 
figure out a budget first. Okay, hey, what's your budget? Okay, this is budget. Okay, here's what we have in our budget. You know, you know, maybe cheap little Honda, Toyota, um, stuff like that. You know, they may drive one and be like, oh, I don't like this because you don't need to tell someone every single feature about a car for them to um, not buy it. You know, just kind of go along with them, agree with everything they say. You don't even need to say nothing. Just yep, okay, yep. How many gal? How many miles per gallon? Twenty. Just make up a number. Twenty-four. You know. Something that sounds good. Whatever yeah. sounds good. Something that sounds about accurate. Not doesn't need to be perfect, but uh, I don't know. Maybe like twenty-four city, twenty-five highway. But okay, that's, that's good. You know, they get it, they drive it. Oh, it's got Bluetooth. It's got this, that. I like it. Okay, bam, the car sold. That is what it is. Uh, yeah. Bam. Here's your paperwork. Sign that. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> perfect. Well, um, what do you um? With all your success from like you know your night team, mm. uh, I'm sure there's gonna be some people out there that want to know what are you, what are you driving. Um, currently, at this exact moment, I'm driving my brother's BMW because mine's in the shop. <laughs> um, I've got a cracked rim. It's a BMW 340i 2018. Um, M Sport package. Make that clear out there. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but um. Have a little bit of work done to it. Nice little tune down pipe on it. Um, I lost to it in a race. <laughs> You'll bounce back. No, I won't. <laughs> I'm waiting for my warranty to expire before I touch my engine. Um, But 340 won't be for much longer. I've got an M3, M4 on the way. Um, both 2018s. Um, so right now I'm just pretty much working the That's numbers. Like almost a $60,000 car, bro. Well, I have my brother working it for me. He's, he's a negotiator. Yeah? Yeah. He's got the M3 down from 66 out the door down to 56 out the door right now. Wow. You can afford that? Yeah. What are your monthlies looking like for that thing, man? Um, with Gap, uh, Suncoast gave me a 5.25 APR. Uh, with Gap, payments are 820. 820? 820. So even with a good interest rate, we're still paying that high, but I mean, it's going to oh, be yeah. worth it when you're driving it, too. I'm at 4.5% at 791, technically, but I pay 850 because of interest. I hate, I hate when that shit gets up. <laughs> and then, but... Insurance will probably be ridiculous on though. On yours? A 19-year-old and an M3 or M4. Yeah. Well, it's probably walking to that dealership. I'm 19 years old, one M3. No one's going to take it seriously, honestly. No offense. I mean, would you take someone seriously if they walk into our dealership and wanted that, that Tesla? Yeah, if a 19-year-old came in right now and was like, hey, I want that Tesla. How old are you? 19? <laughs> Let me run your credit first. Yeah, let me run the credit app on you first. Make sure you, are you with your parents? Where are your parents? You got, a, you, got a, you got a co-signer? <laughs> How much money down you got? 30? 40,000? That's terrible. That's terrible. Um, well, uh, Moses, you got anything else for me? Um, I had one more question as far as, like, what's the future looking? We already talked about your past, your present, so, like... Um, I was here the future. I'm still doing, like, my shoe stuff on the side. Um, I, I did just miss a couple of releases this past weekend. I missed a pair of Dunks kind of set about um and a pair of jordan fours i missed out on those two i wanted them for personal pairs i wasn't even going to sell them but i missed out on both i didn't get them to sell or for personal sales dang hit up Um, your resellers bro (laughs) they tax too much oh my god (laughs) yeah they're gonna be taxing um but i would say just keep keep trying to do it but i mean obviously i can't do it as much because i'm working a full-time job now you know working like 60 hours a week so it's like it's hard to be at the mall every day which i can't you know one, one week I get one day off a week, the next week I get two days off. Yeah. So, you know, my days off, I don't want to be at the mall hustling for shoes again. You know, mm-hmm. usually I'll try to call someone and be like, hey, um, can you go to shoe for me? I'll send you like 20, 30 bucks. Oh, okay. Um, but I'll say I'm, I'm keep trying to do my shoe stuff on the side. I'm not as persistent as about it because 
I think I'm more passionate about car sales. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that, like, I'm passionate about. Yeah, it just runs in the family now. Yeah, it's it's in my blood. But for the future, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep working on myself. You know, just keep working on my knowledge and my connections. Okay. Because, yeah, I think every sale I make, that's another connection I know. Every, you know, that one sale turns into two, maybe. You know, that two turns into three. Hey, um, bring someone to buy me a car, I'll give you $200. You know, I'll give you a $50 gift card to... Chili's, Applebee's, or you know, whatever they want. Hey, I'll do this for you. Bring me a sale. They do it, bam, here you go. Um, but I would say just keep really working on that, especially my knowledge. The more knowledge you know, the better. I would say knowledge is power. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And always, you know, especially too, if you're trying to get into re- like any type of sales, whether it's shoes, cars, houses, don't worry about the sale. Worry about making a friend first, you know, because no one's going to want to buy something from you if you're some arrogant person, like stuck up, being rude to them. Um, just genuine dickhead. Yeah, just giving them really <laughs> off vibes. Like if like, you're not asking, like if you're just being very like bland with them and rude and like budging them off, they're not, they're not gonna buy a car from you. Like that's happened for me with shoes. I would like, I would have so many people hit me up for shoes. There was one person I was trying to get back to, but I kept forgetting about them just because. You're busy. I was busy. I was, and I just honestly, I just kept forgetting about him. Like he would hit me up once in the blue moon, and then start spamming my phone. Um, and then at one point, you know, once I hit him back, I was like, "Hey, I finally got that shoe for you." He's like, "I don't want them no more." I like, Why? He's like, "He's like, you just you haven't been fucking with me." He's like, "You've been blowing me out, bro." He's like, "I don't even want them no more." I was like, "Good deal." And I'll find someone else to sell. Them. Yeah, I mean, selling goat. That's another way I started out too. Was selling goat stock X. If I couldn't find someone to buy a shoe, and I didn't want that shoe to start losing value, I would just quick flip it on GOAT. I'd post it on GOAT and it'll sell within minutes. So do you like, um, in that in that point, do you ship it as far as whoever orders yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, so you post on GOAT and my credibility is high enough on GOAT to now, on GOAT to where now they don't, don't even need to verify that I have the shoe. Like mm-hmm. usually like when you first start out on GOAT, you need to take a picture of it and everything, make sure you have it in hand. But minus one, I can just say I have a shoe and they believe me. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so once it, you'll, you'll get a notification when it sells and then they have their fees and whatever, which you lose money on because they take out goat fees and, you know, their selling fees. And then they print out a shipping label for you. You take it to UPS and print it out there, put it in a box because boxes are expensive. So I'll say buy your own boxes and then ship them out. And then uh, you get paid once they're uh, authenticated. Mm. Uh, once goat makes sure they're real and not fake, that's when you get your money. Okay, so there's like the goat is just a middleman. They yep. actually ship it to them and they check it out. Yeah, so I sent the goat, um, and then goat sends it to them okay. after it's authenticated. Dope, dope. So, Perfect. you the next five, ten years, you see yourself in that dealership business still. Um, do you want to be uh, finance? Do you want to be like desk, or even owning um, your own dealership too? Yeah, I was actually about to cut you off, but I didn't want to cut you off yet. <laughs> um, not in the next five or ten years, because buying a dealership is a lot of money. I don't know if y'all know how much that is, but my dad's looked into it. You need a lot of capital, I'm talking like a million mm-hmm. plus. And um, that that is my dream. Like I've talked to my people about that. Like one day I want to put my own dealership, maybe not even by myself, maybe with partners yeah. because it's a lot of capital that you need. And it's a lot of responsibility. So maybe have other people there with me to, you know, so we can all do it together because opening up a whole dealership by yourself, that's probably tricky yeah, that's and great. expensive. Yeah. Um, so, next five or ten though, 
if I'm making enough money in sales and keep doing good, like I would say I'm on a pretty good track right now. Um, I would say I'd probably stay in sales, maybe even become, you know, a manager or something, floor manager, you know, sales manager. Um, finance, though, I've heard a lot of things about finance. Um, it takes up a lot of your life. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, especially if you only have two finance um, managers there and they work almost every day from key to key. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have your finance there, deals don't get done. Yeah, you think you work a lot now, like as a finance manager, it's just oh, yeah. possibly double that time. And I always see our finance people there every day. There's some, you know, they're one or two days where they may have off, but they're, they're key to key in that office. Mm. And um, I think if I didn't have a life, though, I think I would go into finance. Like, that's something I would probably consider. <laughs> you have a life. But it's like, finance people out there, you know. <laughs> but it's Sorry. Like, I think any personal in finance, though, will tell you it takes up a lot of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you're needed. Like, you're like a necessity there. Salespeople, unless like you're a top salesman, like, and you're just pushing out numbers, not even like, number of cars but gross because i think everyone can agree on that gross is better than selling unless the bonuses are better unless the bonuses <laughs> are better what your bosses care about is how much money you're making them oh yeah if, if they're not making no money on 20 cars but you sell one car and make them fifteen thousand dollars in their pocket they'd rather much rather have that person oh yeah um so i think unless you know like really push out the numbers then yeah but um I forgot what you were going to say. Like, I feel like I was about to say something. The brain farted there? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been there. I've done, it, I've done it several times now. <laughs> but I'll say sales, sales pretty, oh, because um, salespeople aren't needed. Like, you know, they're needed, but like if they're slacking off or something, you're more likely to get sent home than the finance director. Like, oh, yeah. You know, they send them home. Who's going to do those deals? Yeah, because I mean... With us, you know, it's like you mess up a cell, you're gonna get scolded at. You, met, you know, it's like it just bam. It's like why didn't you sell that? You had a free sale right there. You everybody signed the paper and you messed it up. Um, but anybody can get someone to sales. You know, I think sales is really easy as long as you have the right demeanor and mindset. Um, I think anybody can be taught. I mean, I came in here, you know, a month ago, a month and a half ago, not knowing how to sell a single car, but already has sales experience. Came in, I mean, doing pretty good. So, I mean, I think anybody can be taught as long as they're taught by the right person and have the right mindset. You know, you can't have a bad day and be like, oh, screw this, I'm done. Like, no, bad days happen in any sales position. Um, but I feel like salespeople aren't as important as other uh, people at the dealership. Yeah, they're <laughs> like the ants. I mean, they're that, they always, they always yeah. try to say that, like, oh, you guys are the more important ones because... You're the ones who send everyone. Like, oh yeah, but without us, the managers can still make the money. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, they mean, can sell it way better than the salesman can because that's the reason why they're managers. Because I mean, they can fire us, get on the phone. Hey, you want to come in for an interview? Boop. And they got another salesman right there. Yeah, dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Finance. Finance takes a little bit more knowledge and skill. Like that's something that, um, it just takes knowledge and experience. Yeah, you can't just hire anybody off the streets to do like the finance job and all that. Yeah, even like my brother, he has three and a half, four years in car sales and he's trying to get in finance, but it's hard. Yeah. Like they want experience, but it's like, how do you want me to have experience if you won't give me a chance? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I have four years sales experience making, you know, he's on track for 140 grand this year. And, but he's trying to, he's trying to move up, but that's going to take up a lot of life. That's something I plan to do or like hope to do one day. 
but it's just it's a it's a lot yeah and there's a lot of different um paths you can take in this business you know yeah yeah because they sell all my life and save up to buy my deal buy my own dealership in you know 15 20 years I'll be honest, I've only been doing it for almost a year and I want to get out of this motherfucking already, but I'm <laughs> yeah, done with yeah, it, man. It does, it does take it so long, you really, um, get really exhausted all the long hours and stuff like that, and then customers that you do run into might drain you too. Oh my god, so. just a sheer amount of stupidity you be yeah. sometimes, you can technically classify it as weaponized autism at that point. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty bad, man. I mean, it gets to a point where you're just looking at it like, yo, get out of my face. <laughs> like, I mean, my brother told me that too, he's like... You talked about some stupid people s- selling shoes before. He's like, wait until you get to the car business. You're going to meet some stupid people. He's like, they're just, they're going to be clueless. They're not going to know what they want. They're going to, they're going to be, you know, looking for unicorns and dragons and fairy tales. A nice bedtime story. It's like, you don't get that if you have, if you don't qualify for oh, that. Oh, but they won't, they won't, they won't, they'll waste your time though. They won't tell you that out the bat. They'll, they'll wait for you to do your whole two hour yeah. process. And at the very end, they'll be like, well, I wanted this for about... 10 k below what you got. Yeah, pay. I wanted this for this price, but this interest rate, and also I want you to fix the whole engine. But you got a 400 credit score. <laughs> what you want me to do about it? 400 credit score making two grand a month. It's like, you got to work with me here. Yeah, you got to be a little humble. Go get your little 2008 Honda Civic. The, the worst like customers I would run into are the people that are just like bluffing. You get them to exactly where they want to be, and it's still not enough for them. They're like, oh, well, I want you know, $50. They just want to see how much they can take. Before oh, you my God. No, I like the, I like the, I, I got to ask my wife. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my favorite I, one. I, I got to go ask my wife. Uh, I got to go sleep on it. Yeah, I got to sleep on it. Think oh. about it. You call back, now nah, answering their phones, your number's blocked. <laughs> and well, the main thing I wanted to is when they say that, oh, I got to talk to my wife about it. Well, who's buying it? Are you buying it or is she buying it? Exactly. <laughs> Who's making the payments? What do you have to talk to her about? No, she doesn't want to get his ass whooped when he gets home and he, yeah. he comes home with like a, a Beamer or something and she wanted a Mercedes. Yeah. One thing I do have to say though, I forgot to mention earlier um, about starting up into like if you want to get into sneaker, the sneaker game, um, if you don't have any money, uh, credit cards. Use them wisely though. I, I, I did that too. I, um, there was a point where I was like, I was starting to lose money. So, and I already had a credit card at this time. I, um, no payments been so like I'm taking care of my credit, my credit cards all the time. So I suggest anybody that does that, make sure you take care of it. Like don't be responsible with it because that'll hurt you in the long run. Um, you know, even like a little three, $500 credit card. Um, dang, I don't got no money, but I found these shoes at the mall or I found the shoes at this outlet. These, this $200 investment on my credit card is going to make me. Three hundred dollars. I would I would do that so much. Yeah, so that's or like I would be tied up on bills or something like you know trying to pay off credit cards or um, just like not have the money at the time like just down bad broke and I'd have my credit cards I'd go into an outlet and or the mall you know see a pair of shoes that um, just came in off a restock or like a shipment or something because I mean you find out when all the shipments are at like your malls and whatnot like I know all the shipments at two malls I go to. Um, what days they get shipment, usually what time, and you figure out what they got, and then you just stand in line before anyone knows. You're, just, you're already there, you buy it, and you're in and out. No one even knew you were there. Um, use a credit card, you know, using your capital, paying it, you know, buying the shoe with the credit card, bam, sell the shoe, you know, $107 on your statement now. Now you need to pay that $107 back before interest hits you, before your credit gets tanked. Sell the shoe, even for... 250 or uh, 150 pay that credit card off and you didn't use none of your own money 
but yeah, you made money. I did that so much. That's actually, I forgot to mention that earlier. I forgot that's, that's how I really started to get capital too. Like start getting more pairs and start making more money off it because I was in high school at the time. So I was buying dumb stuff as well. You know, you know, just being stupid with money, young and dumb. Uh, so I started swiping credit cards and then pay them off. I'm like, okay, I need to use my, none of my own money. I paid off those credit cards, you know, $300 in credit cards. I paid all that off. Now I still have $250 left over. None of my own money at all. That's a good strategy. I wouldn't even think of that. No, that's, that didn't even, a credit card didn't even occur in my mind, man. Yeah. I, was, uh, I mean, and if you're in high school, it's going to be kind of harder. Um, I turned 18 my junior year, though. I felt eighth grade. Um, I mean, when people think 18 and you're junior, you, should, you know, what a dumbass, yeah, you should, well, you should be a senior. Like, what are you doing? She graduated. <laughs> I mean, I know people that have late birthdays and whatnot. And yeah, I graduated at 17 or early birthdays. And um, yeah, we're kings that though that May birthday, we're kings yeah. that, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, um, even if you have your parents, um, get you like a little secured credit card or something. $300 secured credit card. Be like, hey, can I borrow this $300 from you? Open up a secured credit card for me. And now, bam, buy a $200 shoe. So you only have $100 left on that credit card. You sell 400 pay off that credit card, and then you still have $200 left over in profit from none of your own money. And then, bam, just rinse and repeat. In my, ca- my uh, case, I would have to lie because my dad would never let me open the credit card just for some shoes. He'd be like, hell the fuck, no. That was my face. I mean, tell him, you know, to start start building credit. <laughs> you got to build my credit. Let me get a credit card. Yeah, credit, or you know? tell him, add me as an authorized user and then uh, request a card in the mail without yeah. his acknowledgement. When <laughs> he whoops your ass later, don't worry about it. You'll have some money to give him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, here's a profit. Off, offer him a cut. <laughs> offer him a cut at the end. Here's 10%, Dad. Let me use a credit card, please. Yeah, here, I'll go get you some McDonald's. <laughs> Something to just repay. Dollar menu, though. Dollar menu, though. Gotta keep it. Gotta keep the dollar menu for your dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> at least get McDonald's app. You McDonald's app. I told you, hey, right? McDonald's app. You can get a whole meal at the McDonald's app for like $3. <laughs> I told you, bro. Yeah, you must tell <laughs> but um, I would definitely say if you have that ability to use credit cards, use it. But wisely. Don't be young and stupid with your credit card because I was taught the right way. You know, don't fuck up your credit. Um, What's a number you shouldn't go above? Like, set it, like let's say you got a $2,000 credit limit. What, what, what should you keep it at? Um, I would definitely say... Me personally, I wouldn't, unless you have to, like, unless, unless you can pay off that credit card quick, like, like that, like, unless you're buying a shoe and you can pay it off right then and there, or like right after you sell it, uh, before that statement closes, uh, I want to say go over above 500. So you want to keep it around, what is that, like? 25%. Oh, wait. Quick math over here, God, is it? Guys, come on. Don't listen. Let's not get into 25%. Yeah, okay, five times four. You started questioning me, so I started questioning myself. You put him on the spot there. Quick math right there, but I couldn't do it. I I brain farted, man. Yeah, (laughs) long day at work, right? Because then if you don't pay that in time, your credit utilization goes up, score drops. um, But I was saying, unless you can pay it off quick, I want to say go. Sorry, busy man. Someone trying to shoot from you right now? No. Um, Unfortunately. But, um... (laughs) I want to say, unless you can pay off the credit card quick, um, don't don't buy don't buy more than you can chew. Like, don't spend fifteen hundred dollars on that credit card 
credit utilization is 75% now, and you're like, you know, if you don't know about credit either, 75% credit utilization is bad. I'm at 98. That is terrible. <laughs> hey, don't judge me. All right? Um, <laughs> like, that's... You, all of them are about to be maxed out. Yeah, man. Well, one's a little bit over maxed out. But <laughs> it's only $6 over, bro. $2,700, um, <laughs> all right? It's not a big credit card. I'll say, because that's definitely how you start the, the debt cycle, is um, throwing yourself in debt that you can't pay off. So I would... Like me, I had like I had a five hundred dollar credit card limit that I had on my first card, and I wouldn't go above like two hundred. I'd buy a hundred dollar shoe, sell it, paid off right then and there, and uh, not touch it until you know it's paid off. Because you rack up that credit card, and now you have a whole bunch of debt and shoes that you can't move or sell. And I was like, dang, I can't sell these shoes, and now I owe money to you know these credit lenders. And it messes up your credit, stresses you out. It's just, I'll stay away from that. Like using too much credit, but using just enough to where it's like, okay, I can use just enough to my advantage. I can use enough, but not, none of my own money, once again, I go in with zero dollars in my bank account, swipe a credit card, sell it in 10 minutes, and make a hundred dollars for using someone else's money. All right. Go, go. It's, it seems like a pretty, pretty legit, not my thing. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of damn sales, but it's, it, it seems like definitely a high school could do it. Definitely. Especially if you had like, cause some, I know, uh, when I was in high school, people had part-time jobs and, you know, they had this money and they had nothing to do with it besides mm-hmm. spend it on stupid shit. Yeah. Definitely something you could definitely invest in. Cause and it's definitely, I would say it definitely is a hustle. Like yeah. it's, there's the online part where you can just sit at your house all day. Um, and just get shoes online, which is called botters. Um, people buy bots. It's a lot of money dumped into it. Like, That's the reason why you can't get a PS5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. People bought for PS5, shoes, everything. Um, I was thinking about getting into it once, but it was, it's a lot of capital startup. Like, um, that's, that's the reason why like when you're ordering online, right? Even in, like the shoes, you you have everything set up and you're on the site and everything it just crashes or something like that or it just says sold out immediately. Oh yeah, so it's the, really the bots. That the really... PS Five, you know, bam, <laughs> you have you have Apple Pay already filled out. Yeah, you, you have just double click and then bam, Face ID, it's already filled out. You're purchasing. It says, oh sorry, Simon's already sold out. It, and when PS, you know, when Sony just dropped them sixty seconds ago, yeah. they're already sold out. It's like that's the bots. Where do they go? <laughs> like <laughs> who is out of this site at three in the morning, bro? Who who is on here? But I mean. And that's another thing, like, resell anything. You know, PlayStation, for example, they, they dropped in the market a lot, though. They're not as much as they used to be anymore, I don't I think. think. They're 50, well, they're 550 now, so they went up in, like, the regular price, but... I know, yeah. like, back when I was trying to get one, initially when it came out, they were reselling for, like, seven, 800 even, like, 1000 Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, I like, 1090 When they first came out, people were reselling for, like, $1,200. I was like, God damn. damn. And then they would buy two more, and then they did <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, so, I mean, um, and that's one thing that... I don't have any experience with is botting, um, but oh, well, that's a big part of the uh, shoe game is uh, botters. I think people hate botters. Yeah, it's, yeah, people it's hate botters, bro. It's a good thing you're not in there because people can call you a scumbag. That yeah, shit, that shit um, pisses everyone off, man. But I mean that that makes you serious money if you have the capital for it because botting is it that's that gives you the ability to be able to buy like hundred pairs plus, you know, a sneaker drop, you know, check out 30, 40 pairs in one day. Uh, 35 times that by 200 you know it's a lot of money it's like seven thousand dollars yeah they're dumping one day on shoes for yeezys 246 
I'm not doing like four six seven about tens and fives. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not doing no fours and regular. Yeah, well, I'm saying shit. that's this. They're two forty six ten after tax or something like that. Um, Jesus these are. Um, yeah, thank you. If you get thirty pairs in one day of that, you saw all of them. Yes, I mean that's you have to have a lot of capital bought though. Like that's yeah. something that I never even went across because I didn't like, have. You that need much. like a couple thousand to start that. Maybe more. Jesus. Because yeah, you need a couple me. thousand to even get your uh, your softwares and all that, um, your bots in general, your um, proxies, VPNs. I There's so much that runs into botting. And, like, there's so many, like, no one can do it. Like, you have to learn it. Mm. Like, oh, man. Like, that's something that takes time and skill. Like, a successful botter, like, you congratulate him. Be like, hey, bro, you're doing good. People can bot shoes, though? I, I mean, yeah. oh, I didn't yeah. even realize it. Man, I am so out of the shoe game. I didn't know you could buy, like... I didn't know they dropped sneakers online. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They, they told you when it was coming out. Because they'd be like, oh, the new Air Force is coming out. I'd be like, yeah. how do you know? <laughs> like, so isn't, it, isn't it sometimes, like, there's only online drops, too, as far as, like, certain releases? Um, I would say every major release is usually both in-store and online. But I think it's more populated mm-hmm. online. You got to think, you know, it's worldwide. Yeah. You know, something drops on Champs, Foot Locker, um, Nike, uh, Easy Supply. Adidas confirmed. You gotta think how many people are trying to enter on that. That's a lot more than your local mall. Mm-hmm. You know, millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people trying to enter for that one shoe at the same exact time as you are. And one person is doing a thousand entries at one time on a computer. Because you have to buy a software on your computer, a good computer that can handle it, you know, a nice, I'll say a gaming PC with nice specs that can handle it. Um, so that's already. Fifteen hundred down the drain on just a computer, yeah. a monitor, keyboard, mouse, um, and then on the software itself, there's bots and programs that are like you have your crappy ones that are like five hundred bucks, and that's how much five hundred bucks for software for the crappy bot. ones. Yeah, for a, oh a, my a bad, the worst one is like how much for the good ones? <laughs> uh, like four grand. Yeah, damn. And then it's not including your accounts because you have to buy accounts. Um, like Nike accounts because you can only throw one time per account. So you have to buy accounts that are verified. Um, that's like a dollar fifty account, I think, something like that. And then um your IPs, your proxies. So I mean it, it adds up. And then that's not including the shoes. That's if you want to buy thirty shoes that day, it's a lot of money you need. Yeah. And then if you buy if you spend three grand in one day on shoes and you're broke you're broke for a good week or two because maybe even longer because you have to wait for those shoes to come in. You have to wait for them to get shipped. And after they get shipped, that's when you start selling. And you're not going to sell all 30 in a week. No. So unless, you're in debt for a little bit. Unless you sell to a reseller, a bulk buyer, which I'm in contact with a couple bulk buyers that I, you know, I'll get like 10, 15 pairs of shoe and then just sell all of them. For less... But they're buying all my pairs. I don't have to worry about none of that. I don't have to worry about holding them, the pro- uh, price dropping on them. I can just sell them all right in there then. Would it be like for less if you were selling all 10 separately, but you're still making money off of it? Or is it still like you're losing money? Yeah, so say I buy $100 shoe and the shoe's 200 I bet, okay, instead of selling it, because you're a reseller, I was already going to sell it to you for 180 or 170 or something like that, you know? Um, instead, I'll sell you each pair for like 150 you know, you buy a lot of pairs of this popular shoe that everyone's going to buy, like Dunks, for example, some all 10 pairs. He's like, okay, 
and he sells to him because he has a clientele. Right. He's the one with 20,000 followers that's going to get him gone that day. Um, me, I only had, and my followers actually dropped, I have like 900, but I could post a shoe, a popular shoe, and it might not sell at all. Even with 900, you know, you sell that well-known person, like person that's like known all across Florida, that's going to sell like that. All right. Moses, you got anything else? Do you want to like, uh, what's your, your, how will people contact you if they want to get a shoe, bro? Um, main contact, probably Instagram. It's kicksj, K-X-C-K-S-J. Kicksj. Any underscores, no numbers? No numbers, no nothing like that. All right. We all heard that. Awesome. All right, well, man, thank you for coming to the show. Yeah, of course. This is, um, what, I would say... A good stopping point for Worldwide Hustle. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, Hustlers, we'll see you next time with hopefully another guest star with a different hustle that we can teach you guys.